Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. And fact check this Olympics edition. I really, I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show particular in particular, but you know, I've talked about it on Twitter and Facebook previously. That I have really, I, I, I used to be an absolute sports fanatic. I played every sport as a kid growing up and through high school, played a little bit of college ball, uh, basketball. Uh, like I was all about it. I did every fantasy sport, every season, uh, like had the NFL, the Sunday ticket with, uh, with direct TV. Like I watched every game. Uh, I would watch as much NBA playoffs and finals and everything watched March Madness and all of the NCAA tournament uh, a stipulation that I had for a uh, uh, I worked as a cook at Buffalo Wild Wings when I was living up around uh, uh, Morristown Pennsylvania and my stipulation was that I would work every Saturday as long as they put the Mississippi State football game up on the TV right outside the kitchen where I could watch it from my workstation. Uh, so I, I used to be hardcore into this. And, and in 2016, the kids and I with the, uh, with the Brazil Olympics, like we sat and watched as much of the opening ceremony as we could when it was live and recorded the rest of it and went back and watched the rest of it uh, the next day. Like we used to be, big into this stuff and I, I used to love it and I had started to kind of shift out of that a couple years ago anyway and honestly the last sporting event that I really can remember watching was the Super Bowl before COVID happened like the 2020 Super Bowl and I don't remember who played, and I don't remember actually watching the game. Uh, I think we went to a Super Bowl party, and I ate food, and I hung out, and I didn't actually watch any of it. And I don't know who played. I don't know who won. Uh, I could not tell you who won this year's Super Bowl. I... Don't know who won the NCAA tournament. 
Was there an NCAA tournament this year? See, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Uh, I have become a terrible sports fan, and it's just because it just doesn't matter. And one of the things that, or the thing in particular that I really wanted to talk about was the, and very possibly the reason that I stopped caring is the complete over-politicism, putting politics into sports, however the fuck you want to go about saying that, politicization, Politis, politization, whatever. Anyway, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna stew on that and have to look it up here in a minute. But since politics became such a focal point of sports, it just stopped. It, it stopped mattering. And and to for you know for whatever it's worth, it started with the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing. And you can think whatever you want of that. Like for me personally, with that in particular instance, I didn't necessarily disagree with what the end goal ended up being after it all kind of developed itself. But what it was at the outset was a publicity stunt. And like you can think whatever you want of it. When he first started doing it, it was a publicity stunt. And a lot of other players in the NFL did much more meaningful things to address the issues that he claimed to be addressing. And like at this point, everything about that whole situation with him in particular is just for attention. But moving on from that, like now you have everything about the NBA is political. You've got the NFL requiring vaccinations and all kinds of other stuff. You've got everything that's gone on with the Olympics this year with all the masks and vaccines and not allowing fans and the transgender weightlifter, the women's U.S. national team for soccer and all of the BS that they've gone through over the past couple of years. And people just don't care anymore. I think the the Olympics, the the ratings are down like thirty three percent. It's like all time lows in the in the ratings for the Olympics this year because there are no fans there. The whole thing is overly political, and just nobody cares about it. It's it's not important to people's lives, especially in light of everything else that's gone on over the past, you know, 12 to 18 months. The Olympics just don't mean shit. And so you get to the really interesting stuff, like the women's national team has lost twice during this Olympics, and they're going to play for bronze. And... For whatever it's worth, like that's a uh, that's this thing that 
conservatives or whatever, you know, view as this great thing, the, the fall of Megan Rapinoe and the woke uh, women's national team. And does that have anything to do with them losing? Probably not. Probably not. Do they spend more time participating in bullshit than practicing and preparing? Maybe. But to what extent does the, the political stuff have to do with them losing? Probably not a whole lot. The U.S. men's basketball team lost their first game in years and years and years. And, like, it's not – this is not the dream team of my childhood. Like, uh, I didn't recognize maybe four of the names on the on the list for the players who were – who were at the Olympics and does the over politicization of uh, the NBA and the way they kowtow to China and all of that stuff, like, does that play any part in the U S team losing a couple games since they've been like in competition? Probably not. It's probably a case of a bunch of young kids went in thinking we're the best in the world and not putting forth the effort that was necessary and got their asses handed to them. It's, uh, it's one of those things that you know, young teams need a wake-up call every once in a while. And there it is. The, the one thing that really did seem kind of Interesting, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not sure what word I want to use here, but we're, we're going to go with interesting. Was the uh, the New Zealand uh, deadlifting transgender competitor uh, Laurel Hubbard, I believe is her name, and she was unable to clear a single of her three attempts. Uh, in, like, the first round and was put out of competition immediately. And when that story came out and you saw the, like, you saw the video of the lifts and everything, there were people on both sides of the political spectrum that were just having a field day with it. The ones on the left saying, Oh, well, we were told she was going to just clean up and win handily. What happened to that? And then the ones on the right who are making fun of the fact that she got beat by a bunch of biological women. And, and number one, the, like the first thing that came to my mind watching that was how does this person make the Olympic lifting team for a country 
and is unable to to clear the first round. Like it, it feels like a publicity stunt. Like that's the only reason that they did it. And and I saw elsewhere that that she had had cleared significantly more weight at other times in the past, and that it's. Uh, also one of the oldest competitors in the field, and which all of that makes it seem even more like a publicity stunt. Like you're sending this person out there to be a spectacle, not to be a competitor. And as a as a athlete, as a competitor, I, that would piss me off. But I guess it, it is what it is. What it's whatever. And you know there are speculations out there that this will be used to uh, to prove that biological men who have transitioned or are in the transitional phase and qualify based on whatever the Olympic testing guidelines are for that are able to compete and not have some significant competitive advantage. And I hope that that's wrong. Like, I hope that that's not, that this wasn't uh, like a setup to, to try to open the floodgates for this because like you legitimately would see the absolute overrun of women's sports by biological men like there is a definite difference uh i I worked with like top flight best in the country female athletes when i was in college and for as good as they are and as good as they were like the the separation between a top flight really good female athlete and a decent to like good male athlete is leaps and bounds. It's not even, it's not even close that there are some things that women are physically better at and more competitive at than men as far as like competitive sports go. But like the, the sheer physical, like basketball, weightlifting, wrestling, swimming, like all of these things, men are going to have a a definite competitive advantage over women in that stuff. And so that like that does give me some concern. But like very possibly outside of that, like very possibly the even more disturbing thing about the Olympics and like all of the stuff that surrounded that this year was and I don't, I'm not even going to talk about Simone Biles. Like, she did what she did out of her own necessity. And, like, I get it. If if you've never taken a, uh, you know, a mental health day from work or just taken a personal day to sit at home and watch TV and, and not have to deal with stuff, then you're some sort of fucking robot. Because, like, it doesn't matter what you're in or how, what level of professional you are everybody reaches a point where you need to step back from it. And if that's the point she reached, then good for her. 
for recognizing it and removing herself from that situation. That's that is that takes more maturity and more courage than any of the shit she would have done competitively. So um, that that's whatever. I think one of the more concerning things was looking at like very possibly the fastest woman in the world being removed from competition for marijuana for all these teams. Uh, it was, I can't remember what the sports were. It was, I think it was volleyball, maybe beach volleyball, like different, different teams that were fined for not wearing the right type of uniform for wearing, uh, like bike shorts instead of bikini bottoms or to the vice versa, wearing bikini bottoms instead of bike shorts. If you can be the most competitive butt-ass naked, then do it. Why does it matter what they're wearing when they're competing? Uh, Why does it matter if a sprinter smokes pot. I mean, have you ever seen anybody that smoked pot and then somehow ran faster? Or ran fucking at all? It's, it's absolutely insane. And, and, and that sort of stuff is overtaking every aspect of, of sports, which is probably another reason why I've, I've kind of stopped caring is across the board, there are all of these things to try to ensure competitive advantage or fairness or whatever. And at the end of the day, they're regulating the fun and the actual spirit of competition out of everything. It's just a big circle jerk of politics and cash grabs. And that's why I hate sports as an adult. And I really never thought I would make it to that point in my life. But... given the option of reading a book or listening to a podcast or doing literally anything else or going to a sporting event or watching a game, I'm going to take the literally anything else because sports are supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be something that people enjoy, that we can argue over and debate who has the better quarterback, who's got the better point guard, whose offensive system or defensive system works better and why. And like, and now it's just all politics and bullshit and stuff that I don't care about anymore. And I don't know. Maybe they'll all start to figure out that people don't care. 
about any of that shit. The people just want to watch people play sports and get back to what made this stuff fun to begin with. And maybe not. I mean, one of the interesting things that I've always, or something that I've always found interesting in like the dystopian future novels and, and movies and stuff like that, there are no sports. Nobody plays sports. Maybe we're seeing why playing out in real time right here in front of us. That'll do it for today's episode. I will be back on Monday with a interview with a, uh, this is going to be a fun one. No, actually, I'm not even going to uh, tease it. I'm just going to let Monday's interview be a, uh, a surprise and everybody can have fun with it because I'm sure it's going to be highly entertaining and I'm really looking forward to it. So hope everybody has a great rest of your day, an excellent weekend, and I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Have a good one.